0: shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for
1: the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your hosts for today. And we are continuing the discussion verse by verse through Colossians. Uh, And today is a, a fun passage. Probably some of these concepts you'll have heard if you've listened to every episode of Feel for the Harvest, but it'll be a great reminder and a fresh take on it. Uh, So let's just dig right in. um, Colossians chapter four, and it says this, uh, starting in verse three. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Now, by the way, last week, if you listened, We talked about devoting ourselves to prayer and staying alert and thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us again this week. And so we continue. Paul Paul continues writing, hey, as you're praying, be thankful, but also pray for us that a door would be open to proclaim the good news of Jesus, for which he's in chains, he's suffering, he's in prison for. So, So continuing verse four, so that I may make it known as I should. Act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. Mm. It's a good passage. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a
0: different translation as we speak. Is it is this the passage where Paul
1: says that I might be bold to speak it as I should. Is that what the, that's Ephesians. So um, Ephesians six, which is interesting. A lot of scholars say that Colossians and Ephesians are parallel letters, um, parallel books. So um, they follow the same flow, the same concepts, the same ideas. And so uh, a lot of scholars say they're, they're essentially the same writing just to two different audiences. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I. they definitely seem a lot similar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they follow like, hey, here's how you should live out the gospel in your family and in your relationships. And then it continues. Here's what it's like to live the spirit-filled life of singing songs and hymns to one another and truths. And then it's like, hey, now let's talk about the gospel. And Paul says in Ephesians, pray for me that I should proclaim mm-hmm. it fearlessly as I should. Here he's like, pray that I'll make it known as I should. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I have always found it interesting those kind of ideas of like this this guy the apostle Paul who we all kind of like revere or many of us do at least and we're like this this is the guy like this is this is Paul and here he is asking for prayer so that he won't chicken out you know and uh what I makes, just
1: it, yeah it's it's interesting
0: yeah I I think that it, it indicates that he is just a normal person just like us yep. and it kind of like it almost takes a load off my shoulders to be like, OK, so when I'm freaked out, like when I need to open my mouth and share with the person sitting next to me on the plane or whatever, uh, I I'm in good company because Paul is right there with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, he writes in Corinthians that he came to the people of Corinth with much fear and trembling. Yeah. So, man, he was scared out of his wits right then, too. And uh, so he's like, hey, guys, please pray for me uh, that I'll proclaim it as I should. Uh, that i'll make it known and clear as i should that i should that i'll do it fearlessly as i should um that there'll be a door to proclaim this so uh prayer is huge absolutely mm. crucial in this
0: yeah um, and i think it,
1: it indicates
0: <laughs> to us that there's a there's a certain dependence that's needed and necessary for those who seek to be obedient to Christ there's a certain dependence on the spirit of god in us to to help us, to work in us, um, and uh, I, I won't put my th- finger on, like, what percentage is Jesus and what percentage is not, but just to say, like, there's a there's a certain, like, hey, like, there's an awareness among those who are out there in the real world being obedient to Christ and proclaiming the gospel that it requires God's help in the midst of all of that.
1: Absolutely, yeah, uh, that's Acts one You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witnesses, to be those who share Jesus wherever they go, who reflect Jesus, who proclaim Jesus. And then as you read the book of Acts from there forward, you see God's people doing that very thing. Hmm. They were filled with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. And all of a sudden, they're telling everybody everywhere, hey, listen to this, let me tell you who Jesus is. And whole places transformed and some people opposed and opposition came as well mm. it, it makes me wonder like
0: for someone who's like hey i want to be obedient to christ and i want to share the gospel with others but i am freaked out uh, like what advice would you have for someone in that situation obviously we would say the same thing as paul saying here pray uh
1: is there anything else you would add yeah i i would and it's for this very reason. Cause I get scared too. And we freeze up and it's like, what do I say? I have no idea. Um, like there've been times I'm talking with people and I'm like, yeah, so, uh, that guy, Jesus, you know, uh, y- you heard of him. Right. And you know, he's pretty cool. And then I'm like, I don't know what to say. I freeze up. And it's like, all of a sudden my mind goes blank and a glaze goes over my eyes and my heart's pounding. And I'm like, I knew I was supposed to talk about Jesus, but now I don't know what to say. Mm. Obviously, I know who he is and I know about him, but all of a sudden I freeze up. And I think that happens to a lot of us. Uh, And I think it continues in these verses. Um, Act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Let your speech be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer each person. So... I think there's uh two things going on here one is how we live and one is what we share what Mm -hmm. we speak and so we should always be uh acting wisely toward people um speaking graciously seasoned with salt salt uh is a a preservative agent in meat especially in this context uh it, it would preserve meat so that it wouldn't rot, so that flies wouldn't destroy it, so that the weather wouldn't destroy it, the heat wouldn't, it preserves it. And we also know salt makes us thirsty. So uh, as I look at that, it's like, hey, the way you're living, the way you're talking, it should be life-giving to the world around you. People should want more of it. Uh, and it should make them thirsty for more. Like, like be a preserve, in the midst of darkness, be the light. In the midst of a rotting world, so to speak, be something that brings life and preservation, which is really Jesus in and through us. And so what I would say is one, find ways to live that really pull people in and engage them and encourage them and bring light into their life. Uh, we've said it before. Laborers do that as they see people and stop and spend time with them, just like Jesus modeled for us. And he said in John 13, 15, I've given you example so that you should follow. Um, what was he doing when he said that he was washing feet? So he's like humbling himself to serve others. And he says, Hey, I've set an example. Now go do and go do the same. Mm -hmm. So I think number one, let's live that kind of life, serving others, loving others. And when we do that, they're going to be like, man, what do you have? Absolutely. And uh,
0: like, I think one of the, the keys here is there are, A lot of people out there that we might be afraid to love or we might be worried like what what's it what does it mean for me to love this person uh because as we know love is like this incredibly costly thing we've talked about that many times on the podcast but it's also quite complicated (laughs) um because on one hand there are those who are there are people in our lives where it's like i do want to care for them and love them but like i don't want to like affirm what they're doing and Will my love, if I love them, will I kind of pseudo be affirming their sin or whatever they're doing in their life? And uh, I just want, I think that that's not something that we have to worry about in light of Jesus, Jesus's example. Uh, there's parallel passages, but Matthew chapter nine, where uh, Jesus calls Levi or Matthew, he calls him and he's like, hey, come be my follower. And, and Matthew throws a feast that night. And Jesus sits down with many tax collectors and disreputable sinners, according to the uh, NLT version of the Bible, disreputable sinners. And the teachers of religious law show up and ask the disciples, why does your teacher eat with, quote unquote, such scum? Love that passage. Anyway, all that to say, uh, Jesus's example for us is that it's okay to be present with people in those moments. Like, yeah. In fact, he encourages us to love those who are different from us, and and like he inc- encourages us to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't have to fear that somehow we're saying, yeah, what you do with your life is okay. When we love people, it gets right. a little now, more. We just don't have to say it, right? Right. It gets a little more complicated when someone claims to be a brother or sister in Christ, because 1 Corinthians 5, Paul makes it very clear that we're not supposed to associate with someone who claims to be a believer, but lives continually in unrepentant sin. So that's a different issue. But as far as like reaching the lost, have dinner with witches, you know, like have have dinner with whoever. Like don't worry that like somehow like Jesus doesn't approve of the, your company for dinner. Like he did the same thing. He did the same thing. So it's okay to love people who are very different and not Christians and all of that. And we can give ourselves permission to just take a breath, relax and
1: just show them genuine care. Yeah. Yeah. And what do we do? Well, slow down with them, spend time with them, ask them questions, get to know their hearts and their struggles and their issues. And, and, you'll begin to find things that you can speak into or just be a listening ear for them or pray for them uh find ways that give like find things in life that give them joy maybe it's like wow they like this coffee so i'm going to show up and give them that coffee one day um just find ways to practically love in action and hey quick commercial break while we're in the midst of this and talking about loving people uh today is giving tuesday so if you're listening to this on the release date of Tuesday, the one right after Thanksgiving, guess what? It's Giving Tuesday, the 28th. Um, And this is a day to really kind of recognize and celebrate generous giving. That's why it's called Giving Tuesday. So we were thankful on Thanksgiving. Now we jump past the weekend and we say, how can we give back? And uh, we just wanted to say, hey, Forge is all about this mission that this episode is talking about, of raising up an army of people called Kingdom Laborers, who will reflect Jesus to a lost and hurting world, who will stop with people and love them in action and share the good news with them. And so if you wanna help come alongside this mission, you can do it today at forgegive.org. Just go right there. And if God leads you to give a donation, it will be doubled. There's a match going on today for any above and beyond giving uh, from your regular patterns. It will be doubled for double the impact. And and great news, Forge is debt free. So. Everything goes to ministry. Everything goes to impact. Uh, There's no debts being paid off overhead. All of that is cared for. Uh, So we just say, hey, pray about it. If God wants you to do it, we want you to do it. And uh, we'd be so honored and blessed if you chose to do that with Forge on this day. Absolutely. So commercial over. Uh, (laughs) Back to the passage at hand. Um, I actually do believe giving is a way that we show our love as well and our obedience to Jesus. Um, So... Let our speech be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I think if we have an answer and we know how to answer people, this is where I was getting to earlier. Like, how do you deal with that fear? I think having an answer ready helps us deal with that fear. Mm. So um, when I know I'm going to be questioned on something or when I know that there's going to be an open door, as Paul prayed for, an opportunity to proclaim that I'm going to seek out and initiate at times, I'm ready. I know what to say. Mm. And let me tell you, that's helped me not freeze up. That's helped me to overcome that fear because I go, you know what? I've thought about this. I've prayed about it. I've prepared for it. I am prepared to Mm. answer everyone. Be ready. Be prepared. If you think about um, an athlete or a soldier, they train, they work, they think through what they're going to do and they practice what they're going to do and then when the time comes to actually do what they've thought through and prepared they're ready to do, to do it no matter how they feel they get stage fright they they were like they're in danger or whatever it might be they're prepared they're ready so i think in the same way we should be prepared and ready to give an answer for the hope that we have as peter says another kind of parallel verse to this one um <clears throat> let me tell you uh this also relates to the greatest, One of the greatest regrets in my life, um, one of the greatest regrets in my life is uh, back before God called me when I was quite younger some years ago in high school. I claimed Jesus with my mouth so often and yet lived so arrogantly in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. If I were to compare my life to one character or a group of characters in the Bible, it would have been the Pharisees i knew the answers i could argue you in and out of anything and i did and i go man lord how many lives did i miss how many lives did i turn away i had the greatest statistical opportunity on the planet maybe in my entire life to proclaim the good news and see people respond and i missed it completely Mm. uh i was not gracious and seasoned with salt i was the opposite um i'd be like cussing people out and yelling at them and then being like yeah i'm a christian and uh it didn't go well
0: and i i i was the same way i i don't know if i ever cussed anybody out at in high school but i was uh you left that to me i I was incredibly arrogant and self-focused um i was just thinking about that the other day actually just like man how many mistakes I made in high school and like I I feel like I get people maybe had to endure me like I was the kid who like everybody looked at and they're like, oh man, it's him like I think that that I just it makes me sad that that's yeah that's who I was you know
1: So I say man now I'm gonna by God's grace hopefully reverse that kick it into overdrive for this season of life and um, do my best to be gracious season with salt and to have an answer prepared. So my answer is this. Has God shown up in your life? If I ask myself that question, I say, yeah, so many times. Like, so maybe you're listening and I would ask you, has God shown up in your life? When? You might say so many times, like he gave he helped me when I didn't know how we were going to make ends meet and he provided for us. Or yeah, that time I had crippling anxiety and all of a sudden my heart was flooded with peace or you know what? I wanted to end my life. I was full of depression, but Jesus intervened and he saved me and I have a joy unlike I've ever had before. Maybe God, how has God shown up in your life? If you can't come up with one time when God has shown up in your life and you're listening today, from whatever nation you're coming from now, people listening all over the world to this podcast. Thanks for listening in. But if you're listening today and you haven't had a new hope, a new peace, a new joy in your life, it hasn't transformed. You need to give your life to Jesus and say, I give you my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, which separated us from God's presence and for rising from the dead. I believe in that. And I, I, I decide to follow you. Um, and you'll have a relationship with the living God and your life will be transformed. So if that's you, pray that prayer and truly in your heart, give your life to Jesus, Um, wherever your background is, wherever you're coming from. But probably the majority of those of us listening, you have a time when God's shown up. My answer to having an answer that's ready is just being ready to share how God's shown up in your life. When somebody asks you or when you initiate, just saying, yeah, let me let me tell you when I was struggling, and then you get into this time when God really showed up for you. Absolutely, and uh, <clears throat> we've talked about this in the past on the podcast, our our two
0: minute stories. Um, just a just a couple of uh, things to hit on for you, really quickly, as you seek to do this. Uh, remember to just keep it simple. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't be using any words that like only Christians understand. Like. Uh, the blood of Jesus, that phrase is a difficult to understand phrase for those outside the church. Uh, so maybe just this idea that Jesus died for us or sacrificed himself for us is a little bit easier to understand. Um, and certainly be uh, using, uh, uh, keep, keeping it short and uh, focusing on what Jesus has done for you. So the the focus really is not on like, man, I was just, it's, the focus is not you. The, the focus is on what Jesus has done for you and how he's changed you or, or what he did for you. So like, uh, I had all this anxiety and then here's what Jesus did. Here's how he showed up. And now I, and this is how my anxiety changed as a result of him. Um, yeah. though that just really simple, that simple shift in our mind, uh, because Many of us, when we hear testimony, we're like, oh, I I have this like 15 or 20 minute long story and it has a lot of me and I and this and that. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that's not what this is. This is just a simple testimony of what Jesus has done in your life to change you. And you start with, here's what it was like before. Here's how Jesus intervened. Here's what it's like after. And then you can ask them a question like, hey, is that something that you're interested
1: in? Yeah, I believe this is how you see people and places shift from rejecting Jesus to longing for Jesus. It's what happened in the Gospels. It's what happened when we see the life of Jesus. When he showed up on a shore one time, and there's this guy in the midst of serious darkness, this legion, this army of demons, and runs down and encounters Jesus. Jesus casts out these demons, and all of a sudden it says this guy is now sitting in his right mind. He was radically transformed and he's like, yo, Jesus, can I come get in the boat with you? And Jesus is like, nope, you go back to these 10 towns and tell everyone what God has done for you. And the Bible says that in Mark five, that guy went back and told everyone what Jesus had done for him. And a little bit later that in the midst of that story, uh, it says the people asked Jesus to go away. They're like, Jesus, we don't want you here. This is some freaky stuff. And all the pigs just drowned. Get out get please go away we don't want you here they all rejected him and pushed him away a little while later jesus re-entered that region and all the people longed for him they're like please come please heal please te- do all the things that you do jesus come we're we're inviting you we're asking you we're begging you we need you how did these people shift from rejecting to longing for jesus i believe it's this one man sharing his god story hey I was plagued by darkness and I encountered Jesus on the beach and everything changed and And it left and now I have joy like I never had and you guys need him too. Mm. He just shared how God had shown up in his life and um, what God had done in his life. So yeah, share just like that. And I believe it's the key to seeing people shift from rejecting the longing for Jesus. Share how he's shown up. And after you do, you can just share a simple like 10 second gospel message of, Hey, this was possible in my life because Jesus died on the cross for my sin, my rebellion, my disobedience, which which has separated us from him. And he rose from the dead, which means he's still alive today, wanting a relationship with us. And then, Hey, is that something you would like in your life? Would you like to follow him too? Would you like him to show up in your life? And people will respond by saying, yeah, I'd like that. Or I'm interested, but I'm not ready. Or, no way no chance buddy um if they're ready pray with them right there and start a relationship that continues forward of training and discipleship and if they're not ready but they're interested keep meeting with them going through their questions their obstacles maybe getting into the gospels together the book of mark to say why don't we look at who jesus is in the bible and then you can make your decision after you learn more those people who are like not even a chance interested keep praying for them keep loving them uh don't give up Uh, god may soften their heart over time and uh we've seen this incredibly powerful all over the place to see god show up and transform lives just through our ordinary stories so that's my answer for how do we overcome freezing up and fear and all of that yes it's prayer be prayerful that's the first thing all the time prayerful and then be prepared prayed up and prepared (laughs) and so uh prepared is I know what I have to share and it's how God has shown up in my life and the simple gospel message and inviting that to happen in other people's lives as well. one of the things
0: I love about the this way of doing things is that it can be really natural in mm. your conversation like it's not like a like okay, let's break the conversation and like now I have to like do my little spiel and my sales pitch. it's like as 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 you're just having a like a real conversation yeah. with somebody, like you can just share, like this is what Jesus has done for me in a real way. Like it doesn't have to be like this rehearsed. Not to say you shouldn't rehearse it. Like it's good to practice, because uh, Christians are really bad at not using Christian words.
1: Yeah. Like so, it's good to kind of maybe practice a little bit. But when you say Christian words, you're talking about like you know what I was redeemed from unholy living and. And the Lord has justified and sanctified me, brother. And I'm like, I'm sorry, he did what? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you speaking like an ancient dictionary? I don't even know what you just said.
0: Right. So just remember, use language that anybody can understand. And God will not punish you for just using ordinary, everyday English or whatever language you speak.
1: Think about what your five-year-old can understand. And probably we should be speaking at that level uh, because nitty-gritty theological language um, is not bad, but they're church Bible words that most often outside the four walls of the church, people don't understand because the concept of justified or sanctified or other words are not everyday vernacular that people are discussing. Let's be honest; even inside the four walls of the church, many of us are going. I'm not really sure I have a a great grasp um, on that word yeah. either. Yep, yeah, exactly. So all <laughs> that to say, um there
0: is some value in practicing it but like it doesn't have to be a a sales pitch and that's mm. what I love the most about it is that it can be just like hey, like yeah, this is my story and this is how God's moved and just like like I would share any other story in conversation it's just yeah. something that comes from my heart and it's something that I share with them and the only difference is that in this case, I'm letting I'm giving them an opportunity to specifically respond to what I'm saying versus like you might just in a story in a conversation when you're telling a story you might just like drop a story <laughs> in a conversation and you know you just yeah. move on from there so just being intentional about giving them that opportunity to respond in some way i think is really good um i agree yeah, yeah all that all that to say uh i i love what this passage has to say about depending on jesus and how he's going to create opportunities and how we need to be bold and ready to preach as we should. But also, mm-hmm. I, I love what, what we've talked about so far as just this whole thing of like, here's how, how you can be prepared. I think all of these things working together make us really uh, very effective tools in God's toolbox.
1: Yeah, and we are living in a dark world. We are living in a world where people are harassed and helpless. Um, Statistically, things like depression and suicide are at all time highs. And people are really feeling lonely and struggling. And things that are going on in the news all the time, wars and rumors of wars and diseases and earthquakes, all these things, people are kind of on edge. And I think they're hungry for somebody to come up close to them, love them, and share hope with them. And I wonder how people would respond. I actually believe we're in a revival awakening season of history, and uh, people are responding more frequently to the message of Jesus in this time. For whatever reason, in God's sovereign purposes and plans, uh, there could be all sorts of angles and factors that, that link into that. But The reality is people are more open. We've been seeing it all over the globe. We've been seeing it across the United States. Um, Others have been seeing it. The Billy Graham Association has been seeing this in their events that a high, larger percentage of people are responding to the message of Jesus than ever before that they've seen. And so it's real. And that gives me encouragement to take advantage, to make the most of the time, to take advantage of every opportunity that's set before me and not let it slide by. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how do we do that? Just the same ways we're talking about right now. And I think more people are going to be receptive and ready to receive. Uh, So be encouraged. There are people waiting for you to come up close to them with Jesus and his message. And I think they're going to be really transformed. And hey, if you're like, well, I'm kind of curious, some next steps. We have something called a spiritual multiplication quiz. It's this really fun quiz where it's like, hey, have I, we like to call it the laborer's wheel where you move from an unbeliever to a believer, someone who's acknowledged and confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then you move from that to a follower to say, I'm working out loving him and obeying his commands. And then you move from a follower to a laborer, somebody who says, I am obeying Jesus and sharing Jesus with the lost and seeking to love them. And now you can jump straight from unbeliever to laborer. You don't have to progress in that order, but it's this fun quiz to say, where are you at personally in your life? And what would be some next steps to to become a laborer for God's kingdom? Somebody who lives like we just talked about in this episode. So if you'd like to take that fun quiz, it's really short um, and it's a lot of fun and give some practical tips at the end. You can go to forgeforward.org on our website. Just scroll down a little bit and say, click the button that says, take the quiz, forgeforward.org. And uh, I had a lot of fun taking it myself, just seeing like, man, where, where do I land? And w- what are the recommended next steps for my life based on where I'm at today? Um, And uh, I would say, secondly, again, uh, if you've been listening and you're like, hey, today's Giving Tuesday and I want to give now, uh, today or for the year end, forgegive.org. And it's an incredible opportunity to increase kingdom advancement and impact with the the gifts that God has given you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week.
0: Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. God bless.